Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Lauren Williams. Lauren, are you ready to do this? I am ready to do this. Excellent. Let's do this. Lauren is a certified financial planner, MBA, the founder of Worth Winning, a financial planning company focused on professional athletes and young professionals. She's also the first American woman in history to medal in both the Summer and Winter Olympic Games gold in the 4x10 relay and gold in the two-woman bobsled. I'm excited to have you on. Lauren, tell us a little, a little bit about your personal life, some more about your professional background and why you do what you do. All right, let's see if I can tell my life story in like five <laughs> minutes or a little. <laughs> so I'm born in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I'm raised between Pittsburgh and Detroit because my parents split up when I was three. And depending on who you ask, my dad will tell you that he knew that I was going to be a, track, a famous track star um, when I started beating this uh, Flojo hologram at the Carnegie Science Center. My mom, on the other hand, says that one day I got home faster than the family German Shepherd, and that's how she knew I had promise in track and field. Um, <laughs> but despite me being sports-oriented from a pretty early age, I think it was around nine years old where I started running organized track and field, my parents always instilled in me the importance of getting my education, staying on top of education, that being the thing that could really take you anywhere you wanted to go. Uh, and so with that in mind, five sisters and two brothers, uh, not a lot of money in our family. Uh, I was very focused on my academics and wanted to really just be a good student so that I can have the opportunity to go to college. And what I didn't realize, though, was that there was also an opportunity because of my athletic abilities to get, you know, a free education. And so it was like I was probably going to be eligible for some academic monies uh, at various colleges. But there were a lot of schools that were offering me a full ride to go um, and run track for them. And I said, all you guys want me to do is, like, keep running around this circle, which I was doing for fun anyway. And you're going to pay for my school. This sounds awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's what I did. I went to the University of Miami. I chose that school because simply it was warm. Uh, The first visit I took there, it was 90 degrees. It was the Florida State versus Miami game. I came home from, you know, my junior year, I think it was my senior year, um, with sunburn. And it was the first (laughs) frost in Pittsburgh. And I said, oh, this is an easy decision. Do I want to be cold in October or do I want to get sunburned in October? (laughs) Um, and I got there and I just wanted to repay my coach for the opportunity to get a free education. So I worked my butt off on the track and I started to have success. And fast forward, the story is my junior year of college. And, uh, I just really wanted to win. I was like, I felt like there was some times on that I'd been on the track before and I was the best person on the track, but I, I didn't put the best race together. And so I was really focused on like, what do I need to do to win the NCAA championships? Well, I won the NCAA championships. And uh, actually ran the second fastest time in the world so far for that year. Wow. And it just happened to be 2004, the Olympic year. So here I am, a junior in college, and my coach had to sit me down and say, Lauren, I, I really would love for you to stay in school. You know, as the college coach, it, it'd be in my best interest for you to stay here for one more year. But I don't think it would be in your best interest, you know, um, to stay in school one more year because you're going to have a, a great monetary opportunity if you, you leave school now. And so I decided to go pro and I had to figure out how to navigate that world at 20 years old with a family that didn't have a lot of financial literacy. Um, I was a finance major, but I quickly came to learn like that had nothing to do with personal (laughs) finance. There's 
um, so many schools that don't offer personal finance as a um, even, you know, an elective, much less, you know, a major, which is, you know, now it's becoming a thing. And I'm really grateful for that. But I didn't have that at the time. And so I looked around and tried to find uh, someone to help me organize my finances and went off of the recommendation of a family member, found a guy uh, that was supposed to help me. And, you know, I just didn't know at the time that there were many different kinds of financial advisors. So there's commission based and there's insurance salesmen and there's, you know, all these different kinds of things. And, uh, you know, certified financial planners and fee only and financial coaches. And, you know, the list goes on and on. And I just picked the person that, like I said, came recommended by a family friend that I trusted. And, uh, and it wasn't so much that he didn't have my best interest as he wasn't well equipped to be able to deal with what a 20 year old needed to know about money. Um, he worked very specifically in the field of, you know, sell an investment product, earn a commission for his investment product, you know, make that investment grow. And that's it. And in and of itself, having investments and growing investments, there's there's nothing wrong with that. But I didn't know how to make a budget. I you know lived with my college roommate and wanted to move out and was like, can I really afford to move out? I was making over two hundred thousand dollars a year at 20. Um, so I could afford to move out, but I didn't know, like, how much bigger I should go or right. should I buy or. Um, you know, just rent somewhere. And I needed someone just to help me sort through the basics. And, and that was not his area of expertise. Um, and he didn't think it was worth his time to really invest in me knowing and understanding the fundamentals of finance. And without a good financial foundation, you are not going to be set up for a great future. Um, and that's what kind of prompted me to kind of jump into uh, learning more about finance and financial planning. Um, I fired him at some point, hired another guy that I thought it was going to go better for because he worked with professional athletes. And it actually didn't go better. It went worse. Huh. <laughs> um, this guy actually was negligent in addition to not being willing to spend the time, uh, like you said, teaching me anything. And I just started to kind of, like I said, figure it out for myself. Uh, I was reading all kinds of financial blogs and articles and things like that. And literally a Google search led me to the certified financial planning coursework. And I was like, ah, this looks more up my alley. You know, everyone kept saying like series seven, go, you need to get this license and you want to sell. And I'm like, I don't want to sell people anything. I want to help them with whatever financial issue they're dealing with, right. <laughs> no matter what that is, because there's so much more to money than just investing. Um, and so I enrolled in it, uh, the certified financial planning coursework. I found a, a local advisor in the area that I was moving to. I was, I was leaving Miami to go to uh, Texas at the time. And I walked in someone's office and said, Hey, I see you guys have a bunch of certified financial planners here and I'm studying for that. I want to work here. And they're just like, who are you? Where did you come from? Are you an alien? <laughs> and I mean, I was just that naive at the moment that to say like, Hey, okay, I'm studying for this thing. And these people know this thing. So I'm going to go figure it out and think that I was going to be hired because, you know, I'd been a professional athlete for 10 years at this point. So I didn't really have like, the, the the knowledge of like what it takes to be into in the professional field. Um, I took my resume in. Uh, they were interested. They hired me. And that was kind of like the beginning of the end where I was like, oh, my goodness, this is life changing, mind blowing. The service that they're providing to their clients, the way that comprehensive financial planning looks um, in comparison to uh, traditional uh, investment advice. And this is what I want to be able to do for my peers and for other athletes, because I know that this is a gap that's just not being filled. I was asking my friends, what are you guys doing with your money? Do you have this SEP IRA too? Well, how do you know how much to put in it? I heard you could put 50 something thousand, <laughs> but my guys only let me put 30 in mine. Why is that? Like, 
no one could answer these questions. And they got really defensive when I started like, well, are you talking about money? Like, or I have people that handle that. And I just realized there's this gap and that we needed a real cool, relatable way to get the information we needed about finances. And so that's what led me to starting my own company called Worth Winning. And yeah, Worth Winning turned two years old about two weeks ago. Well, congratulations. I don't know if that was five minutes or less, but I tried to tell the whole life story as fast as I possibly could. I, I, I feel like you nailed it. So <laughs> I appreciate you sharing that with us. And so often people find themselves in a career or a vocation because they experience some personal problem or issue and they, and, and they wanted to solve it. And that certainly seems like what your experience was as well. Um, I'm, I'm curious just because you do, you, you, you are a former professional athlete and you do work with a lot of athletes, professional athletes. Why do they seem, why do so many athletes seem to struggle with money? It's literacy. Uh, it's exactly what I describe. You, you grow up in a household where, uh, no one has financial literacy. Uh, people are used to cashing their checks, spending their check, making ends meet with that check. Um, and you don't have any other knowledge beyond that. So it doesn't matter that you get a, a much bigger paycheck than anyone in your family's ever seen in their life. You're, you're ill-equipped to deal with that money because you, you don't have any good examples of what it means to be um, studious, a good steward of your money and, um, you know, to, to understand what, what it takes to have a good financial foundation. And then you go and you hire, like you said, a, an advisor of some sort. And many, many of these advisors, especially, you know, the NFL, MLB, kind of NBA, big three world, uh, they're focused on your investments. They, you know, they, their model is based on the assets that they manage. Um, and they want to take as much of your millions and invest it as possible. Like I said, once again, nothing wrong with investing. But sure. uh, if the person on the other end who's spending doesn't have any knowledge, you know, they're spending, 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 spending. And then they finally come to you and say, I spent everything you gave me. Now I need more. And, and it's because you didn't spend any time at the baseline saying, you know, here's what a budget looks like. Here's what your bills look like. Here's what living within your means looks like. Um, as opposed to just giving them a, you know, $20,000 a month, uh, quote unquote allowance while you're investing the rest. It, it really needs to be a, a mind shift change in the financial industry of the people who are going after these athletes and teaching them how to fish uh, so that they can feel more invested and more able to uh, really handle their own finances. So, Yeah, I appreciate that. It's almost like a perfect storm where you have somebody growing up in a situation where money is very, very, very scarce and probably never really necessarily talked about unless in a very negative fashion and then all of a sudden – you have all of a sudden you have what what seems like an unlimited amount of money because it's more money than you ever could have imagined in your life, but you don't necessarily have any any knowledge or habits or education to um, to actually handle it responsibly. And you would really think that somebody trying to to collect assets under management because you're compensated based on that would be incentivized to try to hold on to that money as long as possible by educating client on not spending all of it, but you just never know. So Yeah, I've been in a room many times where I've heard, you know, the the gentlemen that are, like you said, focused in that regard saying, I just don't have the time to teach them. Mm. I, I just don't have, and, I, and so that's one area of my business I've tried to, you know, build out is, you know, going to those advisors and saying, hey, you know, you keep your client, but, you know, send them over here and let me, you know, take them through a program to teach them the basics. Um, 
And so that's been an actual area that I've started to get referrals from is like they like I said, they just don't want to spend the time, but they want to keep their assets. And I'm like, fine, that because there's nothing more important than the literacy aspect in helping someone be successful, uh, especially with an athlete who comes with kind of an entitled attitude, um, you know, who say I got people to handle that for me. And that's kind of a fancy, cool thing that, you know, goes around is, oh, I got people now that handle that. And it's like you've been enabled your whole life for people to say, you don't worry about anything. You just go out and play. Um, and really the, the, the E that's the most important is education. Uh, if you don't know, you will never have an opportunity to be able to be successful. And eventually all these, this entourage will go away and, you know, you're going to be left on your own to figure this out. So you better learn it now instead of later. So the E that is most important is education. What, what are the other E's? The entitled, um, (laughs) exactly, (laughs) enabled uh, when dealing with athletes. And then this entourage, like you said, you know, the entourage is the person that's entitling or that is enabling the the athlete. And he said it it plays into that entitled sort of attitude of I don't have to do anything. All I have to do is play. And um, really what we should be focusing on is, like you said, educating them and and instilling the importance of you know, taking a little bit of time and investing a little bit of responsibility into your own personal life, because these are your personal finances. They're not anyone else's. So you should be most invested in them. I I, I appreciate that. And that's probably a very universal thing is if I'm more interested in making sure that you're financially successful, that's not good. You you need to be the most most concerned about that. So when you have an opportunity to to speak with a new prospective client and you're dealing with the entitlement and the entourage and the, um, all of it. Um, how do you, how do you break through that sort of front or that mask of, I, I got this into having a real conversation? Um, I, well, I start by talking about the idea that I've, I've been through it. I lived it as an athlete. I've lived it as, you know, like I said, a person who came from a, f- a family with no financial literacy. Um, and I myself had to make that mind shift change of going from a place of, you know, scarcity to a, a, a mindset of abundance and uh, like being studious and being responsible and, and understanding that. Like you said, if I'm not the most responsible person for for this, you know, it's basically like they say on the airplane, put your oxygen mask on first. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can't help all these other people if you don't, in fact, first help yourself. And so what goes into helping yourself? Uh, It's saving for yourself. It's understanding for yourself. Um, It is just being able to having the confidence to ask questions and really saying that I'm important enough to, to take some of my time to learn about this because a lot of things like I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. And if we just cut out, you know, the uh, hour of social media a day, we we're scrolling through our phone and spent that time learning, you know, about a SEP IRA or something, um, you'd, you'd have the opportunity to be able to take yourself to the next level slowly but surely uh, by, by educating yourself. So I really just focus on, you know, it doesn't take as much time as you think, but also that if you don't take care of yourself, there's, there's going to be no one to take care of you and you're not going to be able to take care of others, which is the thing you're saying that you most want to do. Oh, I want to be able to help so-and-so and such and such, or give back to the community and all these things. Um, you need to first have a plan in place. Uh, and this is for my regular clients and my athletes. And it always starts with savings. You know, I call it pay yourself first. Uh, I think it's pretty standard thing that's said in the financial industry is pay yourself first. And you, you wouldn't believe the number of people like, Uh, They feel indebted to, you know, the bills and this. And I never have any money left to save. And it's like, no, 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 we don't have money left to save because the first thing we do is save. 
there's something else that you might not have money left to do, but saving is not optional. That's that thing number one. And then we put bills next and then, you know, discretionary fun stuff, whatever. And we move on down. But prioritizing savings is step number one in switching the money mindset and and telling yourself I'm worth it and my future is worth it. What a I'm just just listening to you and realizing that what a challenging situation for somebody to be in if they do think that they and and perhaps they do they they owe people for helping them to to get to where they are i think that that's must be a very very real thing and admirable but to your point a hundred percent you need to pay yourself first you need to make sure that you have a plan and i love one of the 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 quotes on on your site talking about how everyone preaches self-control but i think it starts with a badass plan so (laughs) and you know there's probably not too many people out there that have more self-control than a professional athlete and probably the next closest is a really high highly performing professional of some kind um but putting that plan in place that's that's where it all starts yeah. And I mean, having an actual written plan, it's just like anything else. People do a vision boarding nowadays and um, journaling. Once you write it down and make it real, there's something to hold yourself accountable to. Uh, and as an athlete, like you said, you, you you plan for the championship and then you work backwards. OK, the championship is on X day. You know, what do I need to do over the next six months to prepare on a daily basis? And it's it's really like you said, creating a plan with the, the big goal in, in mind and then breaking that plan down. Um, with, without the plan, how can you succeed at whatever the goal is? Uh, and so, yeah, you're right. Like you said, the, the self-control comes into play because you're ready to go out and buy this so-and-so a thing and you have this written plan. Like, how does this affect my plan if I go and buy a, a Gucci purse? Um, right. And that, that wasn't a part of what you were actually planning on doing. You know, you want to go to your friend's 30th birthday at the end of the year or something like that. Um, and so by, by saying oh, this is what I was really planning for, and this is going to hurt me being able to do that thing, um, having that plan in place, you're able to say, oh, this is not worth it to me. And you, you're able to back up and say, okay, I can exercise self-control now. I like it. Got to have that plan and then revisit it and make sure that you are staying on course. So, Well, perfect. Well, Lauren, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Automate, automate, automate. Uh, (laughs) I told you all to pay yourselves first, and I think that it will make all the difference if you go ahead and automate that right off the bat. Uh, Don't wait for, like you said, what's left over after bills are paid and say, what can I save? Uh, Because something is always going to come up. Automate your savings. The same way you get direct deposit of your paycheck uh, into your checking account, directly deposit some money into your savings, directly deposit into your 401k or whatever your retirement plan is. Automate, 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 and tell yourself you are worth it. I am going to pay myself first because when I look down the road to later on when I don't want to work or when I have an emergency and there's all these things that come up, what am I going to be able to count on? Who am I going to be able to count on? I better do this now to plan for my future. That is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. So thank you so much for that. Uh, Lauren, where can people, where can Savage Nation learn more about you? You all can learn more about me by going to worth-winning.com. There's information on my podcast, which is called Worth Listening. 
there is all the links to my social media, but you can type in worth winning on Twitter, on Instagram. You can find Lauren Williams, the Olympian on at Lauren C. Williams on Twitter and Instagram as well. I'm pretty easy to find Lauren-Williams.com or worth-winning.com is a good place to start. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Lauren your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Find her on social media. Listen to the podcast. I can definitely vouch for all the great information that she provides. And, I mean, she's an Olympic champion, for goodness sakes. So you got to go check <laughs> it out. Uh, well, thank you again, Lauren. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we're all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!